0: Hey everyone, what's up? It's Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, welcome to podcast episode number 231. Okay, so when I first ask you this question, I I think I know what the answer is going to be, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Because if you carry a concealed handgun for personal defense, I'm about to expose one of the biggest mistakes I see nearly every gun owner make. And it could literally mean the difference between life or death in a real gunfight. Okay, so here goes. When you're out there carrying your concealed handgun, are you also carrying a spare magazine or speed loader of extra ammunition on you? All right, now, I don't have to be a psychic to know that about 95% of you answered no to that question. Frankly, I think it's a critical mistake, potentially even a life or death mistake. And this week, I want to share with you eight quick reasons why I highly suggest you carry extra ammunition on you as part of your everyday carry and your best options for doing so. Now, it's all coming right up, but first, don't forget to pick up a copy of this week's free show notes, including a handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet covering all the main points. All you need to do is go ahead and over to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 231 and pick it up all absolutely free. And now, let's talk tactics. survival close quarters combat this this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot this is modern combat and survival hey everyone welcome back welcome back this is jeff anderson editor for modern combat and survival magazine and executive director of the new world patriot alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot and Listen, the, the topic that we're talking about today, about carrying extra ammunition on you as part of your uh, everyday carry for concealed carry, I wouldn't call a topic of of should I carry extra ammo a debate, per se, because I, I tend to believe that, you know, if, if you look at it like when you're on your deathbed, you know, you're know you most likely not going to say, I wish I had spent less time with my family, right? Well, just like that, in a, in a real gunfight, I don't think you're ever going to say, golly, I, I wish I had less ammunition on me right? We all want as much ammunition as possible for, to, you know, basically to get the job done that we have to. And most people I talk to don't carry an extra magazine simply for convenience and comfort's sake. And the usual question I get back is, especially from people who have done any legitimate digging, is, well, why would I really need any extra ammo when, depending upon which source you choose to quote, the average number of rounds fired in a self-defense encounter is somewhere between two and four. And that's a, leg- that's a legitimate question. I mean, and, but it can even absolutely determine even which type of weapon that you choose to carry. I mean, with those stats, everyone should be good to go with a five-shot or six-shot revolver with no extra reload, right? Well, my typical response back to them is to give me the name of who it is that's doing this scheduling for them with the average attacker out there. Because we know that not, I mean, you can't count on an attack being the average attack. But just in case everyone needs any more reasons for exactly why an extra magazine or a speed loader is a good idea for everyday carry, here are eight good ones that I'll share with you real quick here. Okay, number one is multiple attackers. Now, I'm not going to tell you that you have to be ready for some action movie-like shootout with with some deadly syndicate of Russian mobsters. But you could face a gang scenario because criminals oftentimes do run in packs, right? So you might have multiple people That you're going to have to defend against. And this applies even to home defense, right? Because attackers that come into a home specifically to come in there and either burglarize the home or take you hostage as part of a brutal home invasion, they're going to come in numbers. And so you're going to need extra ammunition for that, right? Okay, reason number two is an armored-up active shooter. Now, we know that times have changed, and we need to be prepared for this type of an eventuality, whether it is an international terrorist or whether it's most likely it's going to be a domestic terrorist. But if you watch the news, sometimes people are going in with rifles and shotguns and handguns and body armor on there because they want to take out as many people as possible, and they realize that there might be other concealed carry handgun owners that are out there that could be a threat to them, or police. And so they're coming armored up. And so it might take multiple rounds because some of those rounds that you actually even do get a hit on an active shooter could hit armor and not stop a person. So an active shooter is another reason why you might need extra ammunition. The, the third reason are drugs. And we know this is a possible thing we got there because it, because violent uh, criminals are oftentimes also take drugs, mind-altering drugs, pain drugs, opioids, whatever it is, they might not actually feel or even recognize that they're being shot, even if you're getting hits on there, and it's not going to necessarily stop your attacker. Therefore, you're going to need more bullets than you normally would against somebody who is not under the influence of some sort of drugs. All right? Reason number four really comes down to you, and it's it's about fear. It's It's, I mean... Listen, we, we all, we all talk about the adrenaline response when, you know, we're talking life or death here and your body goes into a, an uncontrollable biome, biophysical, mechanical, whatever it is that you want to, you want to call it. But you're going to have a, a response to that that's going to jack up your adrenaline. And that's there for a reason. That's your fight or flight response. That's meant to give you extra speed, extra power. Um, it's, it's, it's meant to get you out of harm's way or be able to fight back against, you know, a, a a, a some saber toothed tiger, right? I mean, this is in our bodies, but it's in our biomechanics. So, I can tell you that the very first time that I mean, looks so out. Being in the military, we train, 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 right? I've shot you know thousands and thousands and thousands of rounds through my rifle, but I can tell you that the very first time that I had to actually shoot my rifle in combat, I couldn't believe how fast I emptied the magazine. And, and it is the worst feeling in the world in having an attacker doing his best to kill you and you're not getting a response from your gun when you pull the trigger because you're out of ammunition. Not a happy time. And it's certainly not anything that you want to experience if you're in a parking lot ambush and all of a sudden you're trying to pull the trigger and you're not getting any round coming out there, right? Okay, so reason number four is you could blow right through your ammo a lot faster than you think you could. Now you might think, well, okay, but those rounds are going into the person, right? Well, nope, because reason number five is most bullets that you shoot aren't going to hit your attacker. Now that is a hard truth that a lot of gun owners don't like to consider or don't consider as a reality because of how well they, they do down at the local range when they're doing their marksmanship training, right? But we know that even from, you know, from studies, even the best trained police officers out there, arguably, Right? The Los Angeles Police Department, in their statistics, only about 28% of their rounds actually hit the target. And we're talking about extreme close quarters combat shooting. We're not talking about from 15, 20 yards away. We're talking about right up in bad breath zone here. Okay? So if the best trained police department is only hitting 28%, you are going to be missing probably more than that. But let's just say that you're going to hit about the same statistic. So that means about three out of every four shots that you shoot are going to miss the target. So if you're carrying a semi-automatic pistol and you are packing 16 rounds on you, that means if you empty the entire magazine, you're going to hit your attacker four times. Now, if you're carrying a revolver and you've only got five or six rounds in there, only one of those rounds might actually hit your attacker. But, let's say that you are carrying a semi-automatic pistol, you hit your attacker four times, that should be enough, right? Well, not necessarily, because that brings us to reason number six here, which is what I often refer to as the dead man's ten seconds. And, basically, that's the fact that when somebody is shot, even if they are fatally wounded, even if you, even if you got one bullet in them, it is absolutely going to kill them, they still have about 10 seconds before they even, you know, before their body either bleeds out or, or they just they they basically just die right there. Okay, so um, we call it, this actually goes back to the old west days, the dead man's 10 seconds, because somebody that was fatally shot, they figured had about 10 seconds. Now during that 10 seconds, a lot can happen. That attacker can still continue to charge at you, stab you, pull out a gun and shoot you. 10 seconds is a lot. And that's only on one round. That's if, that's from a fatal shooting there, okay? But we already know that most of your rounds are going to miss, and one shot is not going to kill your attacker. Okay, so we know that the only, there are only two places on the, on the human body that one shot can get almost, an almost instant fatal wounding, and that is in the brain or in the left ventricle of the heart. The chances are you're not going to hit those spots. So, you need to be, um, you need to know that even when somebody is shot, you're going to need to put extra rounds in them until you actually stop them. Okay? It's not like in Hollywood where you know you're watching John Wick and all of a sudden he shoots one person with one round and down they go and they're just motionless on the ground, right? So don't fall into that, don't fall into that trap. Now, number seven, reason number seven has to do with a dropped magazine from a struggle. So. Your mag, uh, if we're talking about a semi-automatic pistol here, you, your gun's magazine release is typically located right, right there where your hand is. And it's there on purpose because you need it situated where you can quickly press it to release the magazine to feed a new one in. But that also makes it a very real possibility that you could press that button by accident... When your adrenaline is up on high, or if you're struggling to retain your weapon from an attacker who's trying to get to it, you could also press that weapon, or that or press that uh, magazine release button, or your attacker might do that also. And so, if that magazine does fall out, well, you're now the proud owner of a one-shot pistol that you'd better hope that one round does the job there. Okay, in that case having a second magazine on you is going to be a way better option than chasing after that one that just went skidding across that parking lot pavement while your attacker is still out there trying to crack open your coconut. All right. So it's a much easier way to make sure that you have extra rounds in there. Now item number eight or reason number eight here has to do with a a weapon malfunction, usually from, you know, like um, either from the weapon or from the magazine. I mean, let's face it, a semi-automatic pistol is a mechanical device and just like any mechanical device, like like your phone, your computer, even your car, Murphy's law dictates that it's going to pick the absolute worst time to stop working on you. Right, so that's why tactical trainers out there always stress so much importance on being able to clear a weapon malfunction as fast as you possibly can during a gun battle. And most likely you're you're training that, or you should be training a weapon malfunction clearing uh, anyway, right? And, but what a lot of people really don't realize is that one of the most common reasons for a firearm to fail isn't the gun itself, it is the magazine. When you think about it, it makes sense. I mean, if you think about it, the magazine, if you're carrying a semi-automatic pistol, if the magazine fails, no bullets are going to get in the chamber where you can fire them. And there are a lot of reasons why a magazine can fail because they take a lot of abuse. I mean, they get dropped from, you know, from, from training with them, they get thrown into ammo cans, um, they have thousands of rounds run through them if you're a highly trained gun owner or just sitting in a safe or a drawer and never really getting used for months or even years sometimes while those rounds are jammed in there. It could possibly damage the the feed lip of the magazine causing that dreaded double feed malfunction That's that's really not easily fixed by all those tap rack drills that you're learning down at the range. So if your magazine is malfunctioning, taking it out and putting it back in broken obviously isn't going to fix the problem, right? The only thing that's going to permanently get you back into the fight, instead of standing there like a a sitting duck with no bullets, is a fresh, fully loaded spare magazine. Okay, So those are the eight reasons. Now you understand the facts about why you should have an extra magazine or an extra speed loader as part of your everyday concealed carry. The question now is how? Now The simplest answer to that is to use a separate magazine or speed loader carry attached to your belt either inside your your waistband or outside the waistband. Now this is the most common way that people wear an extra magazine. The problem is that this can make concealment even harder when worn outside of your waistband or really uncomfortable when worn inside your waistband, especially if it's if you're carrying a revolver and you're using a speed loader, you know, that that extra wheel is not going to be very comfortable sitting on side of the, I don't even know if they even make any, oh, they probably don't make any inside the waistband uh, magazine hole or, um, you know, speed loader holders for, for revolvers. But nonetheless, even having an extra magazine inside the waistband can be somewhat uncomfortable, right? Now, an alternative location to store a spare magazine is on your ankle in a magazine holster. And, this is this is one that you know there are are few versions of it the, out there. I think DeSantis makes one where it's not necessarily an ankle holster for a for a firearm, but it's just there to carry a couple extra magazines with you. I've never really seen any for um for speed loaders, but I'm sure one could be rigged up or even I'm not sure if the DeSantis one. I mean, I think it's just made out of like um like an elastic fabric. So you could probably put a speed loader in there or just rig one up somehow, but it's a possibility that you could do something like that. Right. So that is, that is an option there as well. Um, the problem with that is that it's not an optimal place to quickly grab a new magazine or a speed loader for a fast reload. I mean, you would need to bend down on one knee to get it. And that's not exactly a bad idea, but, it, but it does take away your options for stance and mobility in the middle of a gunfight, which is a dynamic defensive, uh, scenario. Okay, now another method for some gun uh, gun owners to use is to carry an extra mag or in in some sort of an off-body carry means, all right? So it could be a backpack, a purse, a fanny pack, a briefcase, or something like that. Now, this is going to be the most comfortable method, obviously, because it's not up against your body and it's not hard to conceal that way. But it's also the least convenient and the slowest way to get access to an extra magazine to be able to reach into something like that, right? Now, the final option is the one that I personally use, and that is pocket carry. And you have to be uh, careful with pocket carry because um, it can make it really hard to get to your magazine fast enough because that magazine can get buried deep down inside of your pocket. Or worse, it can get flipped around. Um, It can be in the wrong position when you do go to get it out. It can make it really clumsy and, and make it even slower. It can also, if it's being inside of there, you don't want to have anything extra in your pocket because, Uh, you know, any, even lint and stuff like that, when you load that magazine in there, it could actually, um, actually cause a a malfunction in your weapon that's not easy to get out. Like if you have extra, you know, if you pull out that magazine, you try and load it, and it has, uh, lint or extra thread, and it, and your, your gun actually loads that into the chamber, it could really wedge in that bullet, and it could cause like a, a malfunction that you're, you're not going to really get out of very easily without like prying that stuff out of there. And that is certainly not something that you want there, right? Um, now, personally, what I do to, to combat all of that is I use a, a, a magazine carrier inside of the pocket. Now, the one that I use is a snag mag, and I will go ahead and put a, a link to that inside of the show notes, uh, on the blog in the resources section here. Not in the show notes, but in the resources section. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes too. Basically, the snag mag uses, It's a real minimalist design. I love it, and it holds and it firmly secures that spare magazine right at the very top of your support side pants pocket, and what it does is it uses a combination of a pocket clip, so from the outside, it looks just like a regular, like a pocket knife that you have that's clipped inside of your pocket, but it has a metal hook that snags on the inside of your pocket stitching, and that makes sure that when you go to pull it out, the only thing that comes out is the magazine and not the entire holder. Um, now that's, that's my preferred means. And because it's right there, I mean, I can keep my magazine right. Like it's in a perfect position. My finger goes, my uh, indexing finger goes in there. It's in the, when I pull it out, that magazine is in the perfect location for me to be able to put it, put it into the magazine. Well, of my handgun, it's ready to go. All right. I'll go ahead and check it out. It's going to snag mag and I'll go ahead and put a link in the, uh, the resource there. All right. Okay. Well, that about wraps, wraps things up. Um, so, Make sure, I wanna, I wanna know from you. I wanna go ahead, put in the, um in the comments on our blog if you would. Do you carry an extra magazine or do you carry extra ammunition on you? What have you found to be the best way to carry that extra ammunition for you, uh, for you personally? I'd like to know the pros and cons of things that you've found out there as well. Alright? Now, don't forget to grab today's show notes over at www.mcsmagazine.com slash 231. And until our next modern combat and survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare train and survive. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment.